0: Welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hey, it's Angie Reno. Welcome back. So today is the playoff championships. I don't know how long this podcast is going to be. Uh, don't know if you figured it out yet, but I'm a massive NFL fan I don't know. I think there's so much about the NFL that doesn't get out into the regular media. Um, the research in helmets alone saw great uh, innovation broadcast before the, it's on game day. It was on ESPN game day and what they're doing with uh, helmet safety and what the NFL raises in the community give back programs, the Walter Payton man of the year. I mean, there's so many good things about the whole organization. I know they get a lot of slack, but I'm a fan. And besides that, I love good football. Oh my God, I get so excited. So um, yeah, it might not be a really long podcast today because I do want to see some of the games, but I have a really important uh, subject to talk about. In case somebody hit this episode and hasn't heard the first few episodes, I'm a mom in recovery. My qualifier is my eldest son. And I am so grateful. I'm so incredibly grateful to be here because I had to, I had to really take a hard look at myself as a parent and um, the family system, intergenerational trauma, and what I want to pass on. And at the end of the day, I am dedicated and focused to getting healthy. There's a reason why when you do get into the recovery world, one of the first things that you might be told is try to focus on yourself, especially if you hand your child over to a treatment center with licensed professionals. One of the first things that the leaders of those programs will probably tell you is put self-care as a top priority from this moment forward. If you're not being told that, do try to identify what the programs are for the family system. And the reason being is so much research has identified the success ratio, the statistics showing the success of the family member who has an SUD challenge is far greater when there is family member participation in the recovery process. There is a great research study that has been dropped as of January, 2022. If you can research this title, a multi-family group curriculum for family members of individuals with substance use disorders, and it's uh, updates perceptions and outcomes. A lot of the people that contributed are at Utah State University. The authors are Sterling T. Shumway, Ph.D., Spencer D. Bradshaw, Ph.D., Mazzy Zielinski, hope I'm saying that right, Ph.D., Carissa D'Anelio, Ph.D., Thomas G. Gimbel, Ph.D., and Christy Solowski, Ph.D. It has been shown that the well-being of the family member who is in the support role, that family member's well-being impacts whether or not the family member with the substance use disorder has a relapse. The recovery system, the family members who are supporting the qualifier with the substance use disorder has to concentrate on self care. The recovery process can change the dynamics. It can change the health. It can change the direction of the entire family system. And that's to be expected because the, an SUD isn't, isn't something that we as parents set out to manage when we have our children. One of the things that I found personally is the treatment centers initially right off the bat, the leaders of those RTCs, residential treatment centers, the leaders said, what are you doing for self-care? It was a question that was asked of me probably over 10 times in the first two weeks. Additionally, resources were given to me that supported me in finding other parents who were in the recovery process. Some of them were just beginning like I was, and some of them had years under their belt. There was a consistent drumbeat of 12-step programs find a 12-step program near you. If you don't find one near you, dial in, visit it on Zoom. Now, here's where I get to the war chest of things. The groups that I'm in currently are predominantly moms. And what the RTC, the Residential Treatment Center leaders learned is that, and this is neuroscience-based, the processing of emotions is different per gender. I'm not going to go into the neuroscience on this podcast. If I find one, I'll put it in the show notes. But the emotional processing is just different with moms than it is dads. And that is good and bad. There are times when a dad can step into a situation and really take the pressure off the mom who might feel more... (laughs) You know, one of the best ways for me to describe it is um one of the moms posted actually today. She said her son became anxious, and he said, "Hey, Mom, what's going on? I can tell that you're nervous." And she finally, you know, as we learn in the twelve step programs is don't be afraid of your feelings." She did tell him what she was feeling. He was, "Yeah, I could tell. you know, we did share nervous systems." <laughs> That one time, and I thought that was so brilliant. I thought that was so insightful on the son's part, and it's true. So back to the mom group, you know, you're in a situation that you never planned for, and sometimes you you might have the best friend in the world, but that best friend might not know what to say to you. In recovery, we learn pretty early on, and I talked about this last episode, is that we have to accept the fact that the situation of drug abuse is something that we can't manage because there are so many layers of what's going on within that person who is battling a substance use disorder. We can't control that. This is something that we we don't have degrees for or well, maybe some of us do. And even some of us with degrees and as a licensed mental health care provider, if their child is faced with a substance use disorder, it's a completely different feeling. So the moms in these groups build almost like, I want to call it a you know a trampoline with nets on the side, because you're going up and down, you're bouncing all over the place, but you're not going to fall out, right? Because you have a structure. You have a structure around you when you do get into a good recovery group. And what this recovery group will provide you is a check, right? Because it's so easy. It is so easy to just Dive off that diving board and get into micromanaging the entire treatment process. That's not the way to go because if you're engaged with a good treatment center that has licensed professionals, you've got to take their lead. And here's the challenge <laughs> there's always challenges. There's another one, I promise you. But here is the challenge is that you're giving the one thing in your life that you are so connected to that you had no plans whatsoever to be hurt the way a substance use disorder can hurt your child. And you're giving that healing process over to people that you most likely have never met in, in your entire life until you hand them your child. So as you're going through that, what do recovery moms, what does that recovery group offer you? It offers you understanding. It offers you a place to talk about how you feel with no judgment. It offers you a place to cry. It offers you a place to be angry, to be mad, to feel guilty, to feel like a failure. And that group, that group will hold you up and get you ready to face the next day. And the one reason that they will do that for you is because you can. Because when you're surrounded by people who understand What you're going through, the pain that you are experiencing, that validation alone, it is a gift. It really is a gift. You know, I can't count how many times I've heard people, and I said this myself, you know, the holidays were hard for me. I'm flipping through the Facebook pictures, I'm flipping through the social media, and I'm seeing perfect families. But me flipping through those pictures, how is that serving me? And by the grace of God, I'm surrounded by a group of recovery moms that do say the same thing. How How is this benefiting me when I'm looking at this and comparing expected results from my life to a picture? And that's a really nice way of saying how some of these moms are, okay, we're going to read the steps and we're going to go over this process. But we all know that you kind of need a little kick somewhere to get your Mind back in line with doing the work. Yeah. So here's where I'm coming from when I talk about the war chest of recovery moms. The power that these women have, the power that I've seen these women hold by admitting powerlessness, by admitting that they've reached a point where their lives have been unmanageable, that's step one. It is both beautiful and it is I'm I'm got to be honest I'm in awe of it and of course my brain immediately goes to man how can I contain this and and heal the world <laughs> but yeah one can dream you know so this goes back to finding yourself if you're in the midst of this challenge find yourself a group Dr. Brad Reedy from Evoke Therapy he says find your people And that's another thing. I've recommended that podcast several times over. Listen to Evoke Finding You. But when you find your people, all of a sudden, you don't have to answer to expectations. When somebody says, my kid has just gotten a scholarship to college and you're struggling with maybe a child that's in treatment center, there's no comparison. There's no expectation. There are blessings in what you have today. One of the biggest things that I felt as soon as I joined the recovery community is I felt a connection to women who were at completely different stages than me in the recovery process. And there is that aspect of looking at what can be and looking at what is. I found through the fellowship of these women is that I had to get better at looking at myself and being grateful for myself, being grateful for the work that I was doing that day. So yeah, if I could get the power of these moms, I could truly support everything that that article that I mentioned earlier says. The one thing that we have to concentrate as family members supporting an individual with an SUD is self-care. When you find your people, when you find a recovery group full of moms, Parents, whatever, you're going to have a group of people that say, you know what? How are you doing? Are you working on yourself? Are you taking some time out to do something that you love? What is your passion? What is your hobby? And the beauty of that is just by being that group of supporting women, they are directly supporting what is now seen in research as a success factor. And this is what amazes me about this, the 12 step program developed, <laughs> developed nearly a hundred years ago. And we have scientific research that's released in 2022 that confirms that that works. That concentrating on yourself, focusing on your own self care is one of the best things you can do for your family member battling an SUD challenge. So the power of the recovery mom war chest, the one thing I want to leave you with is if you're sitting in a room and people are comparing what's happening, what's not, what's going to happen, and at any point that you're feeling small, guilty, ashamed, you might have to take a step back and say, I need to find those people that are strong, that are powerful that are powerful enough to look at themselves and say, you know what? I can be better. I can know myself better. I can know who I am and I can know what I'm capable of. So find your group. It's amazing. It truly is a war chest of power. All right. This is Angie Reno. Follow me on Instagram, Siblinghood of Recovery. Hit my website, www.siblinghoodofrecovery.com. Again, apologies, this is a short podcast, but hey, I wanna see those championship games today. All right, have a great week ahead and be good to yourself. Talk to you later.